there are only three ways, three ways to, to grow the business. One is what you said. The difference is the people. The difference is how you put that work into motion. So if you're going to be doing the same work, if you're going to be just as tired at the end of the day. I'd rather be tired for a meal than tired for a hundred. Okay. (laughs) Let's be absolutely clear. If I'm going to go home with two extra gray hairs, I'd rather go home with two extra gray hairs for a couple mil than a couple hundred thousand. Let's be absolutely clear. And that's what we want for you too. I mean, (laughs) That's the Mm. armored car pulling up with Mm. (laughs) my next million. I mean, let me give you an example. I was talking to Tell one of our clients on yesterday. Our cl- one of our clients invited, invited me to speak to their team about diversity, equity, inclusion. And it's one of our financial services clients. Um, and I wasn't sure what to say. But as I thought about it, there's a real business case around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'll now, take your word on it because I ain't speaking. Like, this I particular client is like really busting at the seams to give us more business. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but as I thought about it, I was like, you know what? They, it works like they're getting it right in terms of their diverse DE and I program. Um, but there's a business case to it because understand that many of these large corporations, when they're investing in women owned businesses, minority owned businesses, um, veteran owned businesses, disabled owned businesses, it's not all for goodwill is for goodwill and good business. So for example, and good look. So for example, when that firm hires us as a vendor, we reinvest the money into our community by hiring locally. We are more likely to spend the money we make with them with our suppliers who overwhelmingly are diverse. We have a diverse uniform supplier, a diverse IT company. We have a diverse cleaning service, a diverse uh, accountant company. Um, And so that's supporting other diverse businesses. When we put money into the pockets of our diverse workforce, because overwhelmingly more than 90% of our employees are black, Latino women, um, then that changes the community, right? Because now we have more money coming into the community. We're building the tax base here. People can transition from if they're in unstable housing to better housing. So now they're spending more money in rent or some people might opt out of renting and choose to buy their homes. They need, they need mortgages. So they're going to go to a financial services firm. If they need a bank in which to, to save their own money, they're going to do more business with a bank, which right. will lead to new bank builds, which will require additional security. If the large corporate buildings that this client has in Midtown Manhattan, if they're reimagining the space because of COVID, then they may need different technology, different cybersecurity tools, different access uh, control tools for that new reimagined space. So that means job security for the global security team. And then it all comes like one big circle of life. Now, what does the circle of life look like in your business? Figure that out. That's the first step to figure out how to get a million dollars. So the mentality we were saying, mm -hmm. people were telling you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So what was, what was the thing? What was the moment that made you say, I need to, to shed that mentality or I need to tell them to go kick 
uh, a metal garbage can full of rocks with sandals on because I'm going I'm going to get a mail. Well, part of it was my network. I started associating with different people as the business began to grow. Now, those people you were associating with the business grow, did they have hundred couple hundred thousand dollar businesses or they had million dollar plus businesses? So let me just say for the record, I don't count other people's money. Like I've never said. I mean, say, I'm not saying you count it, but I mean, like, you, like I never said you get an idea what people do and wonder, like, I wonder how much so-and-so makes or like how much their business did. Like, I don't I don't get fixated because like you said, it's most of it's Right, but like, but if 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 you go into a dinner or a networking or a luncheon event, and someone is like, "Oh, the person you're going to be sitting next to is the he's he's the CEO of the fastest growing pizza franchise business on the Northeast Coast," like you don't know what he makes, but in your head, you've you've kind of rationalized <laughs> like he does. I. As Espinosa said, they're making bread, right? <laughs> and not the butt. <laughs> right. And not the butt. They're making bread. So you're like, hmm, that's somebody I want to be I wanna be next to. Right. And, and and so, like, I don't think I even realized until now how some of the people, how much money some of the people in our network have. Like one one of our friends is transitioning out of one role. And we're excited oh. to see where she's going. But yeah, when like, I when I looked mentioned on to Bloomberg, me one day I was just like, wait a minute. And Bloomberg, they said how much they is. said what her base pay rate was. And I was like, Oh, I should have let her take me to brunch afterward. No. But like I did I couldn't even fathom that that's how much right, she it's made not because about, I wasn't I wasn't checking for that. I was like, yo, she's good people. Let she me be always, clear. It's not about counting somebody's coins. Yo, it's when a, I saw that one of our buddies had like a million dollar bonus, you hear me? One million dollars in bonus. I said, I got to get my life right. It really made me real rethink everything that we're doing. Damn, son. Um, <laughs> I forgot. But it's not. Listen, I'm not trying to say I'm not advocating <laughs> counting people coins. No. I, I'm putting it in perspective for you to have some type of barometer. Let me use that to say, this is the circle I want to be in. Because let's be clear. If, if I want to be better at something, I cannot surround myself with things and people who are not good at that. If I want to be better at tennis, which I played in college and I sucked. Right. But, but you were on a team. I made right. You showed up. The team, we were kind of hood. You had your ra- your racket. We were kind of hood. You let's, had just your tennis shoes. But we had a lot of fun. Okay. We played some really interesting matches. Um, had some very interesting outcomes. But listen, I made great connections. Right. Mm-hmm. Good friends, Shamar, Rance, assistant coach Bud. Like we had great memories and great times together on the road. But if I want to get better at it. I had to surround myself. It's not just about practicing. It's about surrounding myself with people who are better at it. So I can learn those techniques. I can avoid the mistakes they made getting to where they are if mm-hmm. they share it with me mm-hmm. or just by watching and listening. Like like at this conference, there'll probably be, there are people who, who've been in the industry for like 20 plus years. And there'll be people who just got in the industry like, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe, or a year ago. They can accelerate their learning their growth to a million dollars or to a hundred thousand dollars if we're talking about you know the two numbers we mentioned today they can accelerate that a lot faster 
than the, the person who was in it for 20 years, and they didn't have anyone to get this information and knowledge from. They had to learn by tripping. They had to learn by skinning their knees when they took the training wheels off their bike versus someone who took their trainers off and got all these scars on their knees and be like, okay, do this, and then I'm going to hold it for you, and you balance yourself and put on knee pads and put on elbow pads and put on a helmet. Like, those things will help them accelerate it. So when, when you're in those circles... It's not about, oh, I need to count their coins. I just want to know that I got this barometer to say I'm in a group of, like if somebody said, oh, you're going to sit in a room with Ray Dalio. Or what's dude, I, um, Carl Icon. Carl Icon. Ooh, right. check that um, check that documentary out on Netflix. It's Netflix it or is it Netflix, HBO? HBO Max. It's HBO Max. Yeah, the, this is the renegade billionaire, I think. Something like that. It's on HBO Max. Thanks, T. Um, <laughs> she'll know what that means. Um it's not like you should like it's very interesting his story. But if someone said I'm going to be in a room or you're going to be at a table with these dudes or you're going to meet them for lunch. Like clearly I know how much deals and transactions did because it's been in the news. But based on what someone's doing, you can you can kind of figure out if you should be in that circle because you want you want to break these these barriers. And I'm reminded we had a client um, by the name of John Daniels. We still work with John, but he, in a different life, John used to say said to me one time, "What other business are you getting as a result of doing business with me? Because if you're only doing business with me, like you're you're missing the opportunity. Right. And those like people like that are people you want to be you want to be around. You want to be connected to. Here's someone that says, "What other business can you be like? They want you to grow." Like if you, you're around someone and like, I don't know, you got a bakery business or you got a barbershop and people are telling you, yeah, like, oh yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll never do more than 60, 70 grand a year because you, you, you can't cut more than eight heads or 10 heads a day or whatever. And then you're thinking like, well, I can't cut more than 10. So how do I make money? I got to keep raising my price. And then, yeah, maybe you raise your price and you get more fluent customer clients and yeah, you make more money, but you're still cutting 10 heads a day versus someone sitting down and saying, hey, you know what? You could create like this whole experience right. where people come in and they'll pay a membership fee to be part of your, your not, it's not a barbershop anymore. It's like, I don't know, a salon. Like, I don't know, if whatever, the, the, it's a grooming the, place. Right. Or, I don't know, whatever the, the terms are in that industry. And then they pay a, a membership and the membership gets you a locker there. And the locker, you get to put your cigars and your, and your fancy like bourbon Robin, or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever you drink. And then there's a bartender there who comes and pours it for you and knows you by name. Like, Oh, now, and now it's an experience, right? I'm still cutting 10 heads, but I just 10 X my money. Cause now I have an experience when people come in and some people don't even come in to get a haircut. They just come in and sit down. Cause after work, they want to have, they smoke their cigar. Shout or out do to whatever. the gentleman's factory. Right. And they have a, and they have a drink and then they get to network. So now right. some people are like, I don't even want a haircut. I want to become a member here because now the, the crowd that's there is about this. And I want to be in a crowd like that. I want to be part of it. I aspire to be X. So I'm willing to pay Y to aspire to X. So now I went from cutting 10 heads a day for A, and now I'm cutting seven heads a day, and I'm making A++ amount of money. So you, you got to, what you said earlier, you didn't think you could do a million. You didn't, th you didn't think it was attainable because of what these people said what these people around you. So everybody on Commerce and Chill, if you're around people telling you can't do something, including me, you tell them 
to go kick rocks. I was going to say something else. No. But our channel is rated explicit. So just real quick definition of a million, a number equal to a thousand times a thousand. So stop being a thousandaire, be a millionaire. Stop being, that's well, you, a like, very large number. I don't have no whiteboard here, but we're going to have to invest in that for up and coming episodes of Commerce and Chill because I need to get up and go to whiteboard. But Google it or just do it on paper. You really need to say, oh, if wherever you are in your business, $100,000, whatever your product or service is, whatever you do, you need to really take a moment and break that thing down and think about, I want to get $100,000, I want to hit a million dollars. What does it really take to do it? In your mind, if, if you have that mindset, even if you don't, you're like, I want to do it, right? And I just had this, this great conversation, um, great gentleman, Damien, who's um, part of EY, mm-hmm. and... Um, Soapbox is rocking with this the EY program this year. Was it EAN? Yep. Yes. Entrepreneur so, Access Network. Right. J- JSB just went through it. Now TSB is going through it. That's the soapbox if you can't follow. And JSB on. is Johnson Security Bureau. All like right. if you haven't figured out all our companies, there's a theme. There's always an S and a B somewhere in it. Because um, we small business. Right. We start small business, but we don't end small business. Don't end so small business. Keep all that right. in mind. All right. So... And one of the things that I totally forgot I was going to say. What Damien said. Yeah, what Damien and I were talking about. Shout out to Damien. Is. I love smart people, by the way. This dude is like, he, he, I read his, his, his LinkedIn profile. He emailed me like some of his background. And I was just like, first of all, after I read it, I felt so um, like, like a total underachiever. I was like, this is like, I so need to get my game up. I was like, this is, this dude is on point. He's about that life. Um, but one of the things we talked about is when, you, when you're looking at these things in the big picture and it's like books and all these courses and stuff about it, chopping it down into these smaller things and, and just make progress. Like if you, we said it earlier, if you improve 1% every day, mm-hmm. there's 365 days in a year. So if you improve 1% every day, you've ended up improving 365% at the end of the year. And it's probably not even 365%. It's probably some other math to it because there's this compounding effect. So it's probably way more than that, but I'm just going to keep it super simple. Mm -hmm. You've improved 365% if you just do 1% a day. Right. And we talked, we, one of the conversations we had is like looking at the, the, the the economic structure of the soapbox and the cost centers at the soapbox and how we keep pivoting I hate this word is so overused, but how do we keep adjusting mm-hmm. the business as we grow, as we grow to make it better, to become more profitable, make it more streamlined. And, and one of the things that we kind of like stressed on was like knowing that those small things. So the soapbox, let's just say, as an example, we deal with laundry, one, one of our revenue streams, and it's by the pound. So if we know every detail about one pound of laundry, and when I say detail, I'm talking about the financial side, what it costs us to wash one pound of laundry, what the, the, the profit margin is on one pound of laundry, what, um, what the average person sends in pound-wise. With it. If you understand the, the economics between that, of that one pound of laundry and you know the profit on that one pound is this, the gross profit on that one pound is this, your expenses on that one pound is this, and you say, oh, well, I want to make a million dollars a year. Let's go back. You want to make $100,000 in, in, in a year because the average small business makes 54 gross. You want to make 100000 in that year. 
you can sit there and say that one pound yields this much gross and this much net. How many pounds do I need to get to a day, a week, a month, a quarter, a year to hit my goal? So it's about, you know, breaking it down into these smaller things that are much more easier for you to grasp. Because if I said to you, hey, you got to do a million, you got to do, you know, 375,000 pounds a quarter to get to your target number, you're going to be like, holy smokes, 375,000 pounds. But then when you broke it down, hypothetically, if I said, hey, it's only 300 pounds a day, you'd be like, holy smokes, wait a minute. Our average order is 25. Right now we get about... 10 orders in a day, that's 250. I only need to do like 100 more pounds. Like, so what do I need to do to market to people to get 100 more pounds? And 100 pounds equals to four more people. Right, right. Holy that's not that hard. I'll say this. As my mindset began to change about earning a million dollars, I specifically started to look for books that talked about millions. So I'm currently rereading the book, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. If you're a woman and you not getting how much money you think you should get, I definitely encourage you to check that out. I also recently reread The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger James Hamilton. And in the book, he talks about um, they're like you're basically 10 steps away from making a million dollars. Gross or net? That's a whole nother topic we need to talk about. We're not going to focus on that. But you talk about chunking it down into little pieces. Like if you make an extra $100 and you double that and keep doubling it, you'll eventually get to over a million dollars. Faster than you think. Right. So start small and go from there. And then one of the other books I was recently recently listening to is The Laptop Millionaire by Mark Anastasi. If you... Um, a little outdated, but it's a practical but stuff. It's, right? it's, it helps you it's understand how to employ different technology uh, to right size your your efforts. Totally, like there's some things that are still relevant, even though the, I think the book was written in 2018, 2014. Whoa, 2014. Yeah. So the internet is in a totally different place yeah. now than it was then, but there's still things you can take away from it and and tweak and apply. To so them. before you go to the library or you go to Amazon and order those books, we're going to hit you with the Top eight tips how to make $1 million in your small business, according to Entrepreneur Magazine. Number one, be an industry thought leader. Number two, upsell your customers. Number three, over deliver whenever possible. Number four, conduct a competitive analysis. Number five, stay focused and positive. Number six, sell globally. Number seven, 1 million is intimidating. And number eight, experiment and test the market. So let's kind of chunk the rest of those down real quick. Be an industry thought leader. We talked about the million, validation. the laundromat millionaire conference, right? right. We, so validation. you're going to talk about your experience in delivery and uh, pickup and delivery in the laundry business. But I'm just sharing my thoughts. Hopefully, I become a leader. Right. <laughs> right. One of the one of the recommendations includes like start a podcast, post regularly on social media, speak at industry events, or even publish an oh, ebook shit. on your niche area of business. What do we always say? Their riches and niches. A hundred percent. Like know, know your niche and get the most value out of it. This is the least expensive suggestions out of all of them we will sell. We will share with you today. <laughs> we will sell? We will sell. This is for free, for free 99. It's Come over, and ladies and gentlemen. She's going to be busting out infomercials. She's going to have a click, fu- she's going to have a funnel, a sales funnel. But soon. wait, there's a, more. A landing page is over. I know where this is going. Number two. Don't worry, I'm still true. I'm still the people's entrepreneur. <laughs> 
Even though she's going to be selling you stuff. it's It just came out here on this episode of Commerce and Chill, lady. ladies and gentlemen. Number two, upsell she's all about commerce. your customers. No chill. If you have a customer who loves your product, perhaps oh, they would like a premium version of the same product. And so that's exactly what we did at the Soapbox. We started off with self-service laundry and... We did uh, pick uh, not. We, we just did drop, drop off. off. So people come bring their laundry to us, and then somebody said, "Please deliver, please deliver." <sighs> Finally, we did it. Finally, so we that did. became something that was a slight. Then premium. somebody came to us and said, "Well, do you do dry cleaning?" And like, nah, we found a dry cleaning partner. And then somebody came to us and said, "Well, if you do all the clothes, why don't you cover them from head to toe and do the sneakers too?" And within even within the sneaker uh, portion of the business, we have different service level so you can get the basic clean or you can get the premium and there's an ultra in the middle yeah so premium have different product and service offerings at different price levels if you upsell people then that's an easy so, way that you can increase so your make revenues. sure we're clear here you're speaking about upselling but let's let's be clear there are only three ways three ways to gr to grow the business one is what you said you upsell you get your current Customer. Earn additional sales through your current customers. Right. That's one of the three. You get your current and existing clients to purchase more. You upsell them. They're buying at a higher price now. The second is you get you acquire more customers, right? But and, there's an acquisition cost to those customers. Right. But that's another way you grow the business. Mm -hmm. And then the third way is you increase the frequency in which your clients or customers make their purchases. Those are the three ways you can grow your business. That's unless somebody's got something else. Those are the only three ways I've ever experienced or read about. So if you focus on those three things and upsell is one of them, you can have a tremendous impact on your business. And if you separate the three of them, when you're looking at it, if you increase each one of them by a couple percentage, you're growing the business even more because of that compound no, I don't want to say compounding effect but you're growing it in three different areas at the same time right. you get your current clients to buy more if you can increase that by five percent you get your other portion of your clients to you get five percent more you get five percent more and then you get another five percent to buy more frequently you just increased your revenue in three different areas by five percent and those numbers are probably going to be higher because if I upsell them 5% more that upsells at a higher ticket price. So that brings in, that's a different amount of revenue versus I increase my customer base by 5%. Right. And then I increase the frequency on which my clients buy by 5%. Number three, over deliver whenever promised. And anytime Wally talks to a fellow entrepreneur, that's one of the first things he says. It's the easiest thing to do. Because then when you get it right. We'll have it to you by Wednesday. Get it to them by Tuesday. When you get it right, word of mouth is it's a powerful tool so to easy. help bring in more business, more customers, and have people talk about you more. Especially, you know, people using social media, put on IG, do a little TikTok video. Uh, Tuesday. I can, listen, uh, I can't. Tuesday, we uh, created Tuesday. a little bit of a few, a few pieces of content, nothing like we should have. We're totally slacking, and it's all my fault, not the team, about me speaking at this conference. We create a few pieces of content, put them on a bunch of different platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Yeah, we didn't do Twitter. And the amount of individuals who have shared it, you know, have reshared it, have commented on it, and just, and just pushed it out, I'm blown away by it, right? Blown away. So it's just, you know, what you said. 
put it put it out there. Number four, conduct a competitive analysis. Look and see what your top five competitors are doing. Is there anything that you can do better? Is there anything that you know that you can't compete on? Don't focus on the things you don't do well, but on the areas where you slay them, do that all day, every day. And yeah, and the areas you don't do well, depending on what they are, you might want to focus on improving them. Also understand where the gaps are because the combination of new ideas will lead to customers, uh, creative solutions for your customers. Number five, stay focused and positive. You may have heard me talk about my Salesforce coach and mentor, Chris. Hey, Chris, Uh, Chris Lyman. Chris is challenging me this year to focus and simplify what we're doing here at Johnson Security. And so focus and, and having clarity will help you so, Chris. pinpoint on what you're trying to accomplish and help you get there even faster. And then being positive, it's palpable. Well, yesterday, palpable? <laughs> Shannon said it's infectious. I said nobody wants to be infectious in the age of uh, COVID. So we're going to be palpable. But being focused and being positive will attract more focus to your business it'll attract more positivity in your business and you know it'll just help you increase your sales number six sell globally i was on a conference call with it's the, so easy to do with the import export bank xm bank um with the federal government has money out there to help you import and export your products and services globally. I just think like you United, could just sell online globally like right, using people, different platforms like eBay, Shopify, et cetera, So et cetera. shout out to Ron Busby of the U.S. Black Chambers of Commerce because it's, Ron said something there. that really resonated. When you're talking to small business owners, and he talks to a lot of black business owners, so don't let's not confuse that black and small are the same or small and black are the same. Small but, business, small business is, is everybody. But Ron said that he'll talk to some of his constituents and just the idea of doing business outside of where they're based is a non-starter for them. He's the perception and my, my friend it's a Natalie for them because of Katis out the of Utah type of business said the they same have thing. with a mentality. No, the perception of the risk of doing business globally is much greater than what the actual risk is and that the rewards are greater than the risk. My friend Natalie out of Utah, she has a manufacturing Bro, business. I'm trying to She's do laundry She's worked with the U.S. Tell Department of Commerce as well as Export Import, I mean, XM Bank. And what she said is it's not without its challenges. But when she sees the results that her business has experienced, she wants other small business owners it's to start it. exporting. Listen, the bigger the risk, the risk the bigger the reward. So sometimes you got to come off the block, come off your island. Or as my man Roy Castro is say, how big is your moat? That's what Roy, that's what uh, Warren Buffett asked him. How big is your moat? Don't let What's your a moat. Sorry. Your moat is a body of water around you. Um, is, don't let your you moat from getting out or someone from prevent getting in. you from selling globally. In worst case scenario, you'll find that there's no way to expand abroad, but you'll never know until you try. And like I said, there's lots of money available through the federal government. You can also ask your state government about their export efforts. Number seven, one million is intimidating. One thousand, one thousands is intimidating. But think about it. If you chunked it down, that you would make $83,333 a month. That's a million. Or $20,833 a week. That's a million. Or $4,166 per day. That's a million. So if the thought of a million scares you, don't look at it that way. 
break it down and whatever number is going to get you motivated. If it has to be smaller, then break it down to the second. Use that as your mission fuel to get there. And then number eight, experiment and test the market. Um, Many business owners find that it's only through listening to customers and trying to offer different services or products that they find out what really resonates. And once they find that, it's like the lanyap, that's the gravy on top of the mashed potatoes. Each experiment that you try will tell you something different about your business and about your customers. But if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And we don't want you to stay where you are. We want you to be great. We want you to be fabulous. We want you to grow. We want you all to be millionaires and hope that's something that we shared with you today will help you to get there. It's like Waleed said earlier, you don't have to be limited because nothing says that you have to be in a 90, oh no, what is it? 93% of small businesses that gross less than a million dollars.